Well, everyone almost got tied there. Tongue tied. <laughs> I should restart this. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Persuasion by the Pint. I'm Jonathan Taylor, along with Sean Oso McCool. Yes. Oh. Uh, Siri's yelling at me. I thought I turned you off. Yeah. <laughs> All kinds of things. I guess Oso and Siri sounds the same. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, Today, we got a random flight. We're going to be discussing some different topics related to infotainment, um, authority. Uh, you've got something on tipping, Sean. We're going to ask questions about AI. Is it getting dumber? Is it getting stupider? <laughs> getting more uh, human? Some, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Or just more human. Some seem to think uh, AI's abilities in math and coding are diminishing and we'll talk about mm. that and interesting uh, yeah so yeah this will be uh it, it, yeah we'll have to talk about that because i've no, I've noticed a couple things with it mm -hmm. and when you sent me that i was like oh really interesting so <laughs> maybe yeah um, well i or, mean or you know we've talked about some of the uh research probably you know some of the problems with research but i didn't realize this was new to me Mm -hmm. when I was reading about the, um, you know, some of the math skills, because I'm thinking, you're thinking, man, that should be the least, you know, that should be the least, or the, the area where I'm least concerned, right? Because, you know, math is math, right? <laughs> yeah, but it does, it does point to ability to reason and all that yeah. kind of stuff, you know, True. which is why I think they use it. And they're trying to, I mean, it's a big thing. I, I don't think of, I mean, to me, chat is all about writing, but I know mm -hmm. they use it for coding, they use it for all this other stuff. So my worldview is obviously a little, a little bit different than yes. what they have, but it is interesting. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a good hypothesis to kind of kick around. So we'll, we'll get into what exactly happened and what article we're talking about. Yeah. We'll get into the tipping. Um, you know, there's a lot of rants on social media right now about tipping, you know, like, yeah and i think i know is it like what's going on and then right but i'm going to give a specific situation at a local coffee shop that i was at how they mm -hmm. they changed the little when you flip the screen around they changed something so we'll mm. talk about what they changed and how it made me feel as interesting a consumer. So. yeah that one little change that slight just that slight change is all you have to do it's like asking yeah. It's like the server in a restaurant where, yep. you know, you just add a little simple question in there or just tweak things just a tiny bit. Yeah, I actually found an article. We can go into that if we have time, but um, like 12 ways to increase tips. And there's yeah. some, these are like tested ways to increase tips. And I think some of them could be applied to, you know, other businesses besides just waiting yeah. tables and stuff. Right. So yeah, we'll go into all that stuff. Um, yeah, should be fun. So awesome. Looking I am drinking the same beverage from last week because I bought a six pack last week. Um, okay. It's pretty good. So I'm drinking the old Devil's Backbone for those that were not with us last episode. <clears throat> yeah. This is from uh, the, our friends at Real Ale Brewing. Mm -hmm. And this is a Belgian style triple, comes in about 8%, and it's pretty good. And the history behind that, that Devil's. Uh... That's, yeah, it's like an old stretch of yeah, it's an old stretch of road out in west or central Texas hill country. Mm -hmm. uh, it's west of here, but it's still central Texas. 
if you know your Texas geography, it's kind of like Georgia, right? You got certain or Tennessee, yeah. you got East, Middle, and West, and they're mm -hmm. all very different. Yeah. Same here. Hill Country is very different than North Central, which is Dallas, and then you got West Texas, which is Midland, yeah. Odessa. I think that's where LBJ uh, grew up in that uh, hill country. Yeah, he grew up in, uh, um, oh, what's it called? Yeah, it's between here and Fredericksburg. There's a town and you drive through it. Mm -hmm. There's LBJ everything, you know, it's yeah. like, um, so yeah. I can't remember the name of the town, just went blank. Anyway, what are you drinking on your side? So I have um, a, it's called a um, coconut porter. I've never had this one before. I'm going to pull it up real quick um, just to show. I've had a coconut porter. Is that a brown can? It's a white can. Wow. And it's from um, Cherry oh, Street Brewing. I have not had that one. That looks good. Yeah. It's a, uh, I picked looks this like up. A seltzer. So, looks like a seltzer can, not a beer can. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I was over at Casual Pint, which we used to do some shows uh, every, occasionally. We'd go over there and we would meet even before we ever did the podcast. We'd go over there from time to time. And yeah, yeah, I was going over there just getting some work done um, yesterday afternoon for about an hour. And before I left, I went and they had, you know, they've got the glass cooler and then they've got shelves mm -hmm. of, of um, a bruise out there, but I found, you know, this one stood out to me. I was like, mm, that looks pretty refreshing. Coconut. I like coconut. Um, 6%. It is a, uh, I'm, I'm not familiar with cherry street, um, cherry street. It's, uh, I'm not, I don't think I've ever had anything from them, but no, I don't recognize that coconut Porter brewed in the London robust Porter style with hints of uh, roast and cocoa. Um, and a balanced bitterness, uh, toasted organic coconut flakes, dates, and vanilla bean. Six percent, uh, thirty-one IBUs. So, so it says that coconut porter. Is that what it's called? That oh yeah, that coconut. Not just coconut porter. That when I first looked at it. I thought it was <laughs> like Thai coconut porter. That's what I saw when I first looked at it. But yeah, see now it says that that coconut. It's yeah. even got its own. I call this the, in the, in the, uh, industrial industry, it's got its own technical data sheet on it. <laughs> yes. Or one speaker, one sheet, the speaker, one sheet. There you go. Uh, so cool. yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Silky smooth, organic toasted coconut. So we'll see. I do like a good coconut porter. So that'd be, that's not the one I was thinking of. So it should be yeah. good. All right. Let's All cheers right. it up. Cheers it up. It's nice and dark. So I like that. Yeah. Cheers. Oh, man. Mmm, that's good. Nice. Very nice. I don't know what I rated mine last time, but I'm going to give it a four. I was point. about to ask you. I was going to give it Can a Can you remember? But I, I think I I think I remember your rating. I think it was right at a four. I think you're four on yeah. even. I'm going to give four it a four, even. too. It's growing on me. Hmm. You can give it a couple of uh, give it a couple of points there. Yeah. What would what would lead you to give it a higher score than last week? I think just getting used to that like initial, you know, because mm -hmm. it's a Belgian triple, so it's got a certain like taste that hits you, or um, okay, that if you're not used to it, you know, if you're used to drinking porters and stouts, it feels a little towards IPA. You mm -hmm. know that. that floralness or whatever mm -hmm. it is that's in these but as you drink them 
and you get used to that initial shock, like, oh, then you, I think you can taste more of the flavor and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah it's, uh, <laughs> it's just familiarity, mm-hmm. which is a good marketing lesson too, right? Sure. Absolutely. Well, this is light refreshing for a porter. You know, you don't usually say light and refreshing, but I actually, I think that would summarize this. It's not real heavy. doesn't feel yeah. real heavy. So I could drink this, even though it's a darker beer. Yeah. Um, I have no problem drinking this, you know, when it's 90 to 100 degrees outside. Yeah. Um, so or 105. Like it <laughs> I've not even been outside. I'm like afraid to go outside now. <laughs> afraid I'm going to be that. No, I wouldn't. I'm going to be like in the Terminator on the fence. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to give this one, I, I tell you, I will give this one a, uh, I guess a solid four, seven, four, nice. seven. Yeah. yeah. It's good. I like it. Looks it. Ref- the can looks refreshing. So it's nice mm-hmm. that the, the can and the, and the taste match. It's yep. Good. Yep. It's a very light can. So. All right, well, let's jump in. Let's. Uh, where do we want to start? We want to start with AI. We want to start with infotainment. You've been reading a, I think, a book from. Yeah. Settle, right. So this is this is actually pretty good. It's from, uh, and I got to give a shout out to Ben Settle. Um, so he had a promotion. I ordered this. This is one of his uh, promotions. If you're on uh, Ben Settle's email list, which I would encourage anybody that I is you were on blacklisted from Ben. I have. I so I. <laughs> It's a good thing that you said that. I am still blacklisted from his email players list, but I can order products. Isn't that say? Isn't that crazy? Um, I am. He's get a new email and find out. <laughs> oh, listen, this is how good he is. He's the soup Nazi, um, yes. and he would he would actually appreciate if I if he heard me say this, he would actually appreciate it because he's a big Seinfeld uh, fan. But um, and even if I emailed him and and made a big to do out of it or i just asked him he probably would take me off but literally i tried to get back on i after i got knocked off his email list for so what happened to our listeners i was on his email players membership i had i had a credit card on file this was like a couple of years ago yeah the credit card uh either expired either it i can't remember it either expired or i had it replaced for whatever reason and then um um, and I didn't realize it. So he sent the, you know, he sent the email, the automatic email, you need to replace this like two times or, you know, update this because if you get kicked off, you're not going to be able to come back on. That's his thing. You know, once you, <laughs> once you get kicked out of the, the group, you're out. And yeah. so I just, I, I think I saw it and just forgot about it and yeah. completely forgot to update the information. Sure enough. Um, my membership got, canceled and i tried to get back on i apologize i'm like oh man and use another credit card would not let me so he sticks to his guns i mean he literally said if you get if if you get kicked off uh and this isn't taken care of you can't get back on so um so i tried to re-up and i did try a different email address but the ip address he's got it set so if you have an if you had even if it's a different email address but it's still the same ip location (laughs) it's gonna reject you wow (laughs) it's like sorry we're not gonna process this because of your ip address so um kudos to him i mean that's pretty good that's i mean that's like sticking your guns and like really creating that um scarcity um 
persona, which is what yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention a few things in here. You've got to create a a persona in some of your marketing. That's part of infotainment, but um, create the you know. And Ben comes across as here's what you get. He's kind of he takes a he's like a younger version of Dan Kennedy, but um, he kind of takes that soup Nazi mentality of no soup for you or no email list for you yeah. if you screw up. <laughs> yep. But, uh, but he'll sell you stuff. He's got, he, he's got some, you know, some good stuff out there. I bought a couple of books. I've got also got his big, uh, his, his big book of business, which is, I mean, it's like a catalog. So there's a lot of good stuff to go through. So I'm still going to give him kudos. Um, even though he kicked me off his list. I love his no refund policy. Like he's just, oh, absolutely. He just says it straight up. You're not getting a refund. Yeah. And he that. also says this might take three weeks for you to get. <laughs> yeah, it just depends. Yeah. So he's definitely got that grumpy Dan persona yeah. down yep. for sure. Yep. I don't know if it's a persona, it may just be the way he is. I don't know. Well, it's it's takeaway selling because think about the psycho the psychological um mind trick that he played on me when I got kicked off the list. I mean, think about that. I wanted yeah. to get back on. I was yeah. like, oh, what do I have to do? And how, how do I have to go through? Now I'm sure if I had a conversation or reached out in a lengthy email, but I didn't do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's just play, you know, that mind trick It's that reverse psychology. I was like, well, dang, dang it. I'm going to get back on. I got to find yeah. a way. <laughs> yeah. We all want what we can't have. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. it works well. So, all right. So tell um, me about this book, the infotainment book. So, so he's got some promotion. Huh? What's that? Is this just a sales letter or was this an actual? It was a sales letter. Um, he promoted in a sales letter. So I picked it up just for some, he's so good at his bullet points. If you just oh. read some of his bullet points on his sales letters, I mean, oh, that's yeah. an education in of itself because he's really good. Yeah, to me, he's better at this. So I always thought Bob Bly was really good at his um, bullets on his sales letters, but I, um, I think, I think Ben, Ben does a better job at, his sales letter approach with the bullets. So, um, but I would recommend anybody get on his email list cause that's free. I mean, you can get on his email list. Um, you will but get there's a lot some, of emails. But. Oh yeah. You'll get one every day, but they're good. They're, I mean, you can go yeah. back and read them and they're, they're not lengthy, but they're really some, some, some great lessons along the way. So I'm going to mention one about donning the mask of, I think I sent you some clips on donning the mask of authority. Okay. Um, these are some great, um, some great lessons and there's, there's a lot of like, so in the book, he's got a lot of like examples from, um, sales copy. So about being, you know, you got to educate in your market, but you also got to entertain. And, you know, I love some of the, um, some of the ads that he uses on some of the pages throughout this, but, uh, there's one section on donning the mask of authority. It says, um, and I'll just read this. It says one of the most fun ways to use infotainment is to create the dramatic persona of what you are selling. And we've talked about this in previous episodes, but uh, he kind of gives some uh, clear examples by using the super villains of persuasion. Yeah. Uh, no one cares. So he, he uses a really, uh, he, 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 kind of leans toward the superhero genre, the comics and all that yeah, he's stuff. A, he's but, a nerd. He's a geek. Yeah, he he's is. A geek, I guess, right? 
So he uses the quote from The Dark Knight Rises from Bane. I don't know if you saw that, but the quote, no one cared who I was until I put on a mask. So uh, there's a lot of examples that he uses uh, throughout this, but I found it interesting how he talks about um, that's what it takes in any industry. And you've got to figure out what your voice is going to be. Yeah. And you've got to really create your brand around that voice. Right. And there's some lessons, there's some clear takeaways that I can use in my own business, but there's one striking thing. And I, I, I highlighted this. Um, he said, I mean, there's a, there's a fear in this, right, Sean? There's a fear in creating that persona. We all know that. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, everybody has it. So if you don't, you're lying. If you say you don't, you're lying. Or you're a psychopath, um, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, um, uh, after dealing with some of the most popular personalities in the marketing business world, I can testify that creating your own larger-than-life personality not only makes one more interesting, influential, and persuasive, but also extremely unique too, um, especially since most men will never do it. Uh, and the reason why they won't is simply this. They're frozen with fear at the mere thought of even just being themselves. Can you imagine that? People are too scared to even be their most authentic selves. Um he says, to give you an idea of how widespread this fear is, podcasters, podcasters and influential leaders in the marketing world have invited me to teach their audiences how to be authentic. Yes, it's got to be bad. Men literally have to be taught how to be themselves. <laughs> That's nothing new, though. I mean, I mean, psychologists have been saying that for years. You know, sure. It's like, yeah, we're all. It's very hard to be yourself, right? Because there's yeah. so many other influences. Um, and ways we're supposed to be for society that it sometimes can be very hard to be yourself. Yeah. And think about like, he talks about donning the mask, you know, we're all, we're all curious about the, 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 the person that dons the mask or the, I guess that creates the curiosity effect. Yeah. I mean, who's, who's the most talked about character from star Wars, Darth Vader, right? Cause he wore a mask. Um, I mean, I think I'm assuming most people gravitate towards Darth Vader. I mean, that's what comes to mind, even though he was a villain. Yeah, but he's definitely um, the, the central character in a lot yeah, of those. Absolutely. Depending yeah. on which which of the 46 Star Wars you're watching. But yeah, he's <laughs> definitely a key character. Uh, you know, until Baby Yoda came along, then I think <laughs> kind of knocked him off. That's right. Baby Yoda stole, stole some hearts there. You know, this reminds me too of Todd Herman's book, Alter Ego. Yes. I was thinking about that when I was going through this section. Yeah. Where he, you know, he talks about, you know, you need to, you got to be bigger than life. Yeah. In order to get people's attention. That's just what it takes. It's kind of like, um, Joshua Lysick book that we, we read, you know, like mm -hmm. being better is not enough anymore. Like you've got to be bigger than life now. Yeah. Right. right. So good. They call you a fake. You gotta yep. be like, and obviously a mask is being sort of fake, right? So right. you, you got to don this personality. The other movie that comes to mind is uh, Jim Carrey's The Mask. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Know? And how when he was just Absolutely. that, he wasn't it. But when he, when he boosted his personality traits with the mask, then all of a sudden everybody noticed him, right? And I think mm -hmm. that's, I think, I think that's true. I mean, I've, 
I think there's something about being authentic, but then also being able to magnify the things that are yourself. authentic about you yeah. and yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like all the best actors. They kind of play the same role over and over. Mm -hmm. Cause there's, there's some part of them that's kind of the same as the character, but then the character takes it up a level, you know, yeah. whether it's Tom Cruise or Matthew McConaughey or whoever, you know, there's, yeah. there's another Tom Cruise level. is a great example because yeah. that guy just puts on, I mean, that it's guy lives who he pretends yeah. to be. I mean, well, pretend, not pretend, but that's. And he plays basically the same character over and over, yeah. but at the same time, it's a little different, you know, but you can yeah. see his, his core being come through, mm -hmm. uh, but it is a little larger than life. So, yeah. Um, you know, I was listening to green lights recently, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, great book. book. Yeah. Yeah. And he talked about how he, when he had to make that shift from rom-com mm -hmm. to more serious roles and how right. like people couldn't handle it. Like they wanted the rom-com and like he went like almost two years without a role right. holding out, you know, long enough that people forgot about the old him. Sure. So he could be the new him. Yeah. Ooh, that's so important. Yeah. Like sometimes you got to turn away. I mean, he, he missed out on some money there, right? What, yeah, I think for... they said 14 and a half million was one of the contracts that came through. And wow. They kept up, you know, it started out at like five and they kept up in it to like 14 and a half. He's like, oh, right. let me take one more look at that script. <laughs> but he held to his guns, you know, it's, and yeah. I know not everybody can do that. Um, yeah. You know, he'd made some good money and was good with his money. So he was able to kind of sure. hold out. But sure. Um, I think, it, yeah, it's tough like to, to shift gears sometimes to, mm -hmm. to change masks, so to speak. Oh yeah. Especially yeah. People sometimes get typecast and they fall yeah. into that. Yeah. Um, um I don't think we defined, I think a lot of our listeners know, but just in case there's some that don't, how would you define infotainment? Uh, I think it's the combination of education, but with entertainment. So, yeah. you know, you want to educate your public, but, um, just if you're straight educating, that's boring. You know, you've got to find a clear way of entertaining them in the process. And some of the best, you know, the best marketers out there have found a way to educate, but also at the same time, they're entertaining. And in this day and age where you have Instagram and, um, uh, you know, TikTok and, you know, everything is little short clips, um, it's, it's more imperative than ever not to give lengthy, dull presentations or lengthy, dull, um, you know, that's one thing that we talk about, like in my industry. So I started, you know, I do a podcast on a, on a regular basis because I tell people, uh, no one, uh, no one read, no one likes to read technical papers. <laughs> yeah. They would rather listen to a podcast, right? Why, yep. why read a technical paper when you can go uh, listen to some people having a conversation um, over a topic that you could get, you know, you typically would get from a technical paper, but you'd fall asleep reading it, you know? So, yeah. uh, you know, that's an, on a level of how I create the infotainment, but I'm trying to take it up even a further, a notch further in that industry because the demographic of people in that industry are younger. I mean, they're going to get younger as people get retire and move on. And so there's always, you always got to think about how to re reach the upcoming generation. You know, what platforms are they on? What, what are they looking at? 
What are they watching? You know, so I've traditionally been, um, you know, traditionally been an audio podcast for years, but now I'm trying to look at ways to create better audio or better video content to go with my podcast, you know, within that, uh, you know, within that platform to reach a bigger audience and obviously to reach, you know, have a, a broader demographic of people that are coming into the industry that don't, may not listen to podcasts, but like they'll watch stuff, you know, they, they're on YouTube all the time. So, and I think when you mix entertainment, it, it lowers the resistance as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you're not as when you're, when you're in that entertainment mode, you're more receptive, you're more open. So when you can make people laugh, I mean, um, JP Sears is a great example of this, right? When he started his, yeah, he was a very serious life coach. And then he went into, you know, making fun of life coaches on YouTube <laughs> and now he's, yeah, now he's going all political. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, but he still makes some very important points for his audience, but he does it through humor. You know, and yeah. a lot of the great comedians, like they make really good points. I mean, Dave Chappelle, you know, some of these other guys tackle very heavy subjects with entertainment. Yeah. And I think you can do that with, with infotainment is you can, you can talk about things that you wouldn't normally talk about when you have sure. a, a bigger personality to do it with. Right. Yep. Yeah. I think personality says it all. You've got to, you've got to have, you got to be loud and as uncomfortable as that is sometimes you're going to have to, uh, that's just what people are looking for. You know, you got to be, start getting uh, a little uncomfortable or comfortable being uncomfortable as they say. Um, yep. And so I've had to wrestle with that a little bit myself because that's typically not, that's not how I'm wired. And right. so, um, you well, know, I think you just have to exaggerate whatever your kind of your main thing is, you know? So if it's, so maybe it's not necessarily being over the top or louder, but maybe you're like, I think of, what was the comedian who was like, he always did like the super deadpan stuff. Like there's several of them, but like, yeah, but you know, it's exaggerated. Like I'm sure, sure. he doesn't have all his conversations, Yeah, you know, super deadpan. Right. right. Um, but so if that's your thing, then go big on that, you know, with, with, you know, if you're really into dad jokes, maybe incorporate more dad jokes into your, yeah. into your stuff. So, yeah, I think you got to figure out what your kind of, key personality quirk is and enhance mm-hmm. it just like every supervillain has you know their thing their weird yeah. quirk that's what becomes yeah absolutely part <clears throat> you've got and, and think about like from a news standpoint you know i try not to spend too much time on the news but you know look at where the news is today it's not really news it's 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 entertainment yeah. If you yeah. flip on any, regardless of what channel you go to, it's all about, they're just trying to capture eyeballs and, you know, it's not really investigative reporting anymore. That's not what the news is anymore. It's like you pick a side and then you just entertain yes. whatever side that you've decided you're going to cater your news to, or your, you know, your information to, um, and that's basically what it is. And they're, they mix in entertainment with it. They have, um, goofy facts and trivia and stuff like that. They go along with it, but got their villains, right? Yeah, absolutely. Depending on which network you're on or which, whatever, (laughs) like they got their villains. Yeah. And they love them, you know? Yeah. I think, you know, I think Rush Limbaugh was, you know, really started 
a lot of that, what, 30, 40 years ago, even, mm -hmm. you know, with his radio show, like he understood mm. 30 years ago. He was oh, like, for sure. This is an entertainment, like talent on loan, on loan from God. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, you know, he, for better or for worse, he, he really established that whole right. idea of like really digging into the personality and the oh, yeah. entertaining yeah. his audience with what sounded like news, but it yep. was actually just entertainment. Yep. Absolutely. Because yeah. even getting riled up about something is a form of entertainment. It is. People like to hear that. Yeah. Um, and even like drama. what we do, you know, we're kind of a, a smaller microcosm of, you know, we do a simple podcast, but what are we doing? We're, we're incorporating it with beer and just talking about different topics related to persuasion every week. You know, yeah, we don't try to be jokes. serious. Huh? Bad <laughs> jokes. <laughs> jokes. Yeah. Dad jokes. And yeah. Yeah. So sound effects, all kinds right. of stuff. Yeah. You know, cause yeah, you want it to be somewhat interesting. Yeah. In fact, we had a comment on our YouTube page recently. Somebody said they, uh, appreciate uh oh, wait see it was uh the way you here's one of the comments from one of our recent shows the way you seamlessly blend education and entertainment in your videos is impressive so very nice uh, i didn't know we were so entertaining we are impressive guess, yeah. i'm putting that on my linkedin profile <laughs> yeah um, so. it'd be like the the movie quotes right that you just take the one word out of the whole yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> Put it in Speaking of which, I got to say, um, I had to mention a movie that my kids and I saw last night with this flash. I don't know if you've seen that, but it was just. I thought you were going to say Barbie. I took your voice. No. Barbie. No, the flash is a big flop. It went to streaming automatically. It was probably uh, one of DC's big flops of the summer, I guess. But I was curious because I just wanted to see good old Michael Keaton back as the bat. You know, I'm yeah. kind of it's kind of nostalgic for me, but it yeah. was horrible. <laughs> it was so bad. It was cringy, man. The yeah. CG it was like mostly CGI, and it was really bad CGI too. So it was um, it was not very entertaining. It, it was entertaining from a sense that we, uh, my kids and I, were actually laughing um, just at how bad it was. <laughs> Wow. So I'm not sure that that's the full effect that they wanted yeah, to get. I don't think that was the pitch to the producers, probably. Oh, man, it's going to be so bad. People will be laughing in the theaters. Yeah. Not going to inspire a lot of funding there. No. But I, they, they obviously yeah. convinced somebody. Yeah. DC, man, they just, other than Wonder Woman, they just can't get it right. They can't. They're just missing it. And they're, they tried to tie in this multiverse thing, like, I guess, Marvel. They've stolen that. And yeah tying in so many because i hear you know what they do is they create so many um so many different um you know personas and these characters or different different movies around them with different characters playing them yeah and so it really gets confusing and then they try to tie it in with this crazy thing this idea called a multiverse and that's what they use as the, the reasoning behind everything so yeah. but it's just it ends up being silly and stupid and yeah. Um, however, we did see Mission Impossible, and that was a fantastic movie. Okay. Put that on the list. You definitely would. I would recommend that. That's very yeah, that's entertaining. That's one you want to see in the theater for sure. Yeah. And I will say, too, like we've talked about, um, Sean, Tom, Tom Cruise has this thing where even on, you know, he did it on Top Gun, 
but even on Mission Possible, he thanks his fans before the opening, before the movie begins. Yeah, he did it again. That, yeah, so. I was I was wondering if he was going to do that again. So that's he did. Interesting that you said that. So. Yeah, pretty cool. Anything else from the infotainment jackpot you want to cover? No, or? I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this and maybe I'll dig out some other nuggets for next week or you know if we for our next uh, you know random flight, but. That was one thing that stuck out to me is just the need to create the, the you know, donning that mask of personality within your yep. business. And it doesn't have to be loud and obnoxious, but you, it needs to be something, you know? Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, it doesn't have to be loud and obnoxious, but it does need to be a personification, mm -hmm. an amplification of yeah. your yep. kind of thing, right? Yep. So. All right. Well, let's talk about, uh, let's go, I guess next, let's talk about AI and yeah. <laughs> you sent me this article, which I'm yes. putting on the screen for those of you that watch us on video right. over at the YouTubes. Um, GPT four is getting significantly dumber yes. over time, according to a recent study. And the study was by Stanford university Mm -hmm. Which, you know, it's a little suspect because I think there's some guys at Stanford that made their own large language model. So maybe this is a hit, you know, a little bit of a hit piece. I yes. don't know. Yep. Um, but this is interesting because they did a test back in May. I think is, is that what it was? In, no, March. And they did the exact same test again in June of this year. And... GPT four got dumber yeah. answers. So <laughs> they did four different types of, of tests. They did a, um, math test, a, a math question. Um, they asked like an unethical type question. And then they asked, I guess another math question. And I can't remember what the last one was. visual reasoning. Um, like where you have to detect patterns and stuff. Yeah. And in pretty much every case, it got dumber. But what's interesting is chat GPT 3.5 actually did better. Yeah. Isn't that so, interesting? So it's really weird. So it's like, are we, and some of the, the theories are, is like we're putting in information, you know, with, with what we're mm -hmm. putting in and we're giving feedback, you know, because after every post, you can give a thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. So like, you know, are we as humans, um, making GPT dumber or is it just, <laughs> it appears to be, it, it we... seems like once we started interacting with it, it got dumb. <laughs> Which can explain a lot, you know? Yeah. So um... maybe, maybe, um, so yeah, maybe like, they won't take over because they're going to learn to be like us. It makes me not so scared of the future, Sean. <laughs> I know, right? What's the old saying? Like you are the five people you hang around the most. So yes. Now that chat's been hanging around humans. It's like, oh, phew. it's a little now. It's not going to take over the world. It's going to be too busy, you know, thinking about drinking beer on the weekend or. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh dude, a new episode of TMZ's out. <laughs> But, I'll I mean, take over the world next week, you know. Yeah, huh? I'm just kind of tired this week. Yeah. <laughs> going to start procrastinating on your answers when you, when you ask it. For exactly. Stuff. <laughs> it's like, oh, did I say Tuesday? I meant next Tuesday. 
I'll give that to you. Yeah, they'll they'll start having out of office replies. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Chat GPT is on vacation this week. <laughs> Another vacation. Yeah. So um, so yeah, it's interesting that it's it's and and like this by significantly, I think the so it did the the question it asked was is one seven zero seven seven a prime number? Think mm-hmm. step by step and then answer yes or no. So it was supposed to show its work like any right. good math student, you know, your teachers mm-hmm. always wanted to show you work. Sure. Um, so in March it was 97% accurate, but in June it was only two four, 2.4% accurate. Mm. Like that's a huge, that's drop. a huge, yeah, that's, that's but not at the good. same time GPT <clears throat> 3.5 went mm-hmm. from 7.4% to like 80 something percent. So it got right. smarter, but GPT right. four got dumber. Yeah. So I guess, <laughs> and, the, people, and the four is the paid version. <laughs> I know. Right. So I guess the people who are using the paid version are not very good influencers of the system. Yeah. So. Well, it makes me, here's my, here's my hypothesis from that. Okay. You know, the people that are using, that are paying for it. Typically, you know, techies, don't want to pay for anything. They hate paying for anything. So they're always yeah. looking to get something free. So they're not using the paid version. They're using the 3.5. Yeah. The people that are using the paid version are the creators out there. Or they're the they're more of the um on you know the writers, the artists out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think we're yeah, you know, and a lot of the marketers are using yeah, the marketers, this. yeah. But they're not like the people that are involved in maybe coding and mathematics so much. And I I don't know. That's just my thoughts on that. It's probably. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how this kind of shakes out over the next, the next six months to see if this is just like a weird blip. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is something to to kind of keep an eye on it. And they make a good point. Like, you know, if you're going to use this, you can depend on it. You better be testing it from time to time to see if it's still doing what you think it's doing. Right. Yeah. Which is pretty good advice for, Mm-hmm. for any tool that you're using, you know, yeah. like do some tests. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even if it's an employee, right. It's like from time to time, you need to test to see if they're still as good as you thought they were, you mm-hmm. know, when you hired them. So, so yeah, I thought that was interesting. AI might be getting dumber, um, which man, that, that happened quick. It's <laughs> <laughs> not even take, a year old yet, really. Didn't take a lot of time, but yeah. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> November when it, when it kind of took its, you know, went public. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, less than a year and it's already like getting dumber. So that, that'll be interesting mm-hmm. how they, how they fix that. Um, and, and again, I think it could also just be a hit piece sort it of. It could be. Yeah. You, other, know, you don't know. There's right. all these models that are now competing for each other. Sure. So like, sure. Oh, is this just people going after the big dog and they figured out a way to manipulate results or mm-hmm. is this, you know, actually, actually. Sure. Happening? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's see. We can either shift gears to, uh, tipping or how to create authority with dynamic personality, which is your topic. Uh, let's go to the tipping. Cause I, I probably, I might save the, the dynamic personality for okay. some of those things for next week. Yeah. So, so a couple of weeks ago, I think it's been two weeks ago now I went to a coffee shop here in Austin and I go up to the counter, you know, order my stuff and they do the old, 
going to ask you a few questions mm-hmm. <laughs> when I flip the screen around, you know, the point of sale screen. Right. They're like, oh, it's going to ask you a few questions and they look away because they're embarrassed by yeah. the, they're, they're pretending like they don't want to see what you're going to pick. And there's always the tip screen there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and usually when you see a tip screen, it's like 15, 20, 25% or sure. yeah. you know, some combination of 10, 20, you know, 10, it's usually not a 10 on there because they want you to go higher. Um, right. So it's usually like 15, 20, 25, something like right. that. Some of them do a little tighter, 15, 17 and a half, 20, something like that. Right. So, you know, nobody, and there's a whole <laughs> lot of like people right now, social media is kind of lit up with like, is tipping culture gone too far? There's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of articles about this right now. Yeah. Because like in Europe, they don't tip. Mm-hmm. My understanding it's very rare. Whereas in yeah. the U S like now it's like everywhere you go wants a tip. Yeah. You know, you're, and, and people are like, if I go into a fast food restaurant and you just take my order, I don't think you need a tip. Right. Plus those places typically aren't on the same pay scale as like a restaurant. Right. Right. I mean, if you work at a, at least when I worked at a fast food, I got minimum wage, but when I worked at a restaurant as a waiter, I got less than minimum wage because you were expected that tips would make up for it. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Like paid right. $2 an hour. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I went to a, I used to work at a Mexican restaurant when I lived in Athens going to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like two Oh five. And then everything else was tips. Whereas right. like, I think at the time minimum wage was like three seventy five. Sure. So it was almost half. So anyway, I go to this place, a little coffee shop, radio coffee bar, which is great place it's it's great because they have coffee but they also have a bar so you can just switch from coffee to bar and stay there all day it's awesome yeah um but yeah when you they flip the screen around instead of it saying 15 20 25 or or percentage it said one dollar two dollar three dollars i was like oh that's interesting and i noticed myself right away being like oh that's a better like that that doesn't feel that that doesn't feel as big yeah, yeah it, it felt a lot smaller. So mm. I picked a dollar and my order was five ninety five, right? Whatever yeah. I got, coffee, cold brew, something. Um, so when I sat back down, when I left and I went back to the table, I noticed, I was like, so what percentage was that? I'm like curious, like what percentage is that? It's actually $1, even though it was the smallest option, which made yeah. me feel good, sort of, right? Because right? I feel like I'm saving money, was actually... I mean, one dollar of five ninety five is is over, or it's almost twenty. It's right at twenty percent. Yeah. Whereas if I had to pick the ten percent option, if it was on percentage, it would have been fifty nine cents. Right. So I spent more than what I was going to spend. Yeah. Because literally all they did was take the order and like, it was nitro cold brew, so they just did the tap and handed yeah. it to me. It's like sure, ten seconds. It's not. I don't know. <laughs> that it's worth twenty percent tip. But it did feel better. I noticed like it felt better. And also my mm. brain didn't have to work as hard. Right. Because right? I didn't have to calculate percentage. 20%. What is that? Yeah. It's like 20%. 30. That's five to 60 cents. $2.20. Yeah. Like, oh. cl- yeah. It's clean. It's like one. Yeah. What, is, what, what were the increments? One. One, two, and three. One, two, and three. So that's like one, two, and three consecutive numbers. So if you had to pick yeah. three, that'd be a 50% tip. Yeah. Which nobody would, very few people would pick a 50% tip. Right. Right. But you know, there's some people that are going to pick the $2, especially because it's in the middle. 
mm-hmm. which would end up being about a 30% tip, yep. which is pretty good, right? Yep. So I bet their tip, overall tips went up. Now, what I don't know, like, does the system give you different dollar amounts based on the total? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause like at a coffee shop, hmm. your average order is going to be six to 10 bucks. Right? Yeah. As opposed to a restaurant. I don't think so because I think Panera does that. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I remember, Panera does that. And it's the same whether you order a cup of coffee or you buy dinner. Really? It's the same. Okay. They, they, it's, it's not a percentage. It's, they just go off the numbers. Interesting. So yeah, they don't one dollar like- cause they, and they do have, I think they do have a $1 option to start with. And then it's like, uh, I don't know if they go consecutive, maybe it goes one, three, maybe that skips a number. Yeah. I wonder if any of those change, like, you know, if it, yeah. if it does go to 20 bucks, if like the second two numbers change or something, mm-hmm. like, I mean, obviously that'd be a pretty easy program to write. Yeah. You know? And I, you know, typically it's like you said, I don't mind tipping like for dinner, especially if they're making something, mm-hmm. but for a coffee, it's like, Whoa, man. Yeah. You start exactly. thinking about that dollar, you know, that is a little more than, you know, that's, that's more than 10% for sure. But it feels uh, less. And here's the thing. If you're like at some places where you actually have to, they just hand you a cup <laughs> and you're literally having to go back and pour the coffee yourself. I mean, yeah. that's what Panera does. Cause they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll include it. If you're get, going in to get a coffee, just straight coffee, not a latte or a you yeah. know, cappuccino or whatever, but you know, they're going to give you that option and they're going to hand you a cup <laughs> and you're going to hit a dollar and then you're going to walk out. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, it's like, yeah, I know there's a lot of people like that, that don't like the whole tip, like everybody asking for a tip, you know? Right. Um, so but yeah, that's a better, it, that's a better way to present it. I think. I think so too. Now here's, what's really interesting. This, this has a whole nother level to it. Yeah. I posted this, kind of thing on, on my, on my Facebook profile and a bunch of people mm-hmm. commented. Yeah. And then one of, one of my friends on Facebook, Corey Shanes, uh, who might be coming on as a guest in, cool. in the future. Yeah. He's like, he said, uh, the best one I've ever seen talking about tipping options were 20, 30 and a hundred percent at a taco shop. Wow. Now he lives in St. Augustine. He gave me the name of the taco shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay. And then he said, um, he said, he asked, does anyone ever hit a hundred percent, like tap a hundred percent. And the people working there said every single Friday and Saturday night after the bars empty out. And they said, um, it, they even called the hundred percent tip, the fun button, the fun button. <laughs> so they, they realized They've, that's a good time. Yeah, they they actually realize that because they have this certain crowd that comes in mm-hmm. drunk, and they're the only thing open at two a.m., people appreciate it. Yeah, and they're willing to t- tip a hundred percent under those circumstances. Mm, interesting. So I thought that was interesting that a hundred percent tip is not out of the question if you understand the context and the audience that you're in front of at the time. Right. And I don't know if that's always on or if that's just like Friday and Saturday nights that they do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it was actually, uh, the place is a one, uh, burrito works.com is the company and they're in, uh, St. Augustine, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And some people think that Taco Bell stole the uh, Crunchwrap Supreme from this place, which they really? call which they call the Mexican UFO. Uh, what? <laughs> That's awesome. Which is a better name than the Crunchwrap Supreme. Yes, very much. So, uh, which is the, like my favorite. That's my favorite thing on the Taco Bell menu is a Crunchwrap Supreme. Yeah. So this uh, this place has it's called the Mexican UFO. Um, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, because it's out of this world. See yeah. again, info. See we're like going back to infotainment. That yep. works a whole lot better than Crunchwrap Supreme. Exactly right. Yeah, um, and I love it. Yeah, because it's out of this world. That's a great. Yeah. Great little tagline. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can get a hundred percent tips if you do it in the right way and do it in a fun way. A and fun you know, button. yeah. And you know, kind of the again, it's knowing your audience, right? Yeah. Okay, these people are coming in drunk, they're coming in hungry. That's that's there's nothing key. else You're open. Primed, they're hungry. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing else open. So yeah, they're like, ah, oh, it's five dollar taco. Sure. I just spent <laughs> I just spent two hundred dollars on drinks. Yeah. What's another 10 bucks? <laughs> Until they wake up Monday morning, they're like, oh, damn it. What did I do? <laughs> Too late then. I hit the fun button. That's what I did. Yeah. So. But even no, calling it the fun button is like, mm-hmm. you know, to, to have that kind of in the in the culture of the restaurant in case somebody questions it. Yeah. They can be like, yeah, that's the fun button. Everybody hits mm-hmm. that if they're having fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just my drunk. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Have you noticed some of the, some of these transactions now are, they'll want to mark up to like, if it's, if your order's like, you know, say $6 and 57 cents. Hey, Sean, do you want to round up to $7 to support? Yeah. Support whatever. (laughs) I actually don't mind that too much. It's like, I know, but I, 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 I wonder that if that, how legit some of that stuff is. Yeah, know, like where's it actually going? <laughs> well, the bigger question is like, I mean, how many people check the receipts from the grocery store? Right. right? With all these yeah. scans, like these, you could add a dollar on every order, and yeah, ninety nine percent of people are never going to check the receipt. No, of course not. They could be add add millions of dollars a year, we wouldn't even know it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, crazy. just little tiny little increments like that. Yeah. It's like the, do uh, you remember the Superman movie with Richard Pryor? Oh, yeah. yeah. Where he got all the half cents from paychecks. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he shows up in his red Ferrari. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's real stories outside of just Superman of people yeah. that have made fortunes of, you know, getting tiny little, you know, half cents or quarter of a cent off something. I mean, look at uh, cell phone companies, analyze that, you know, you look, I mean, that's, that's the business model for, I mean, that is the business model for uh, Visa and MasterCard, right? Yeah, that's right. Give me 2% of every transaction. That's all I have. Volume. They make it up in volume. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, I think when I worked in the the financial newsletter business, uh, Porter Sansbury, Mm -hmm. he called that toll gate companies, right? Because, oh yeah every transaction has got to go through that toll gate and they get a little piece of it. Right. And it adds up to really big business. So, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. If you can get in that world, um, it makes you wonder like, how do you apply this idea of tipping or, you know, that kind of thing to your business? Um, I also pulled up this article because I was just kind of curious about tipping. Like, for what servers, are some ways, right? yeah. What are some ways that you could improve tips? Right. And some of these were, I mean, pretty basic. 
And if it works for people departing with their money, it makes me also wonder like how this would further any given relationship, any given marketing or sales relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So I'll go through some of these. There was like 12 different ways, scientifically tested ways to earn more tips. Okay. Um, and some of these are so simple <laughs> and yet we don't, you can go to a restaurant and most people are not doing them. Right. And some restaurants you can tell it's just part of the SOP. Mm -hmm. They all do it. Right. So number one was introduce yourself. Now you wouldn't think that's like, you think everybody would just naturally do that. Right. Um, but like introducing yourself, they did a study and it increased tips from 349 to 544 just by oh, introducing wow. themselves. Wow. That's that's almost a 50% jump. Yeah. In the in the tip. Um another one was use positive body language. So look, you know, basically smile was the biggest kind of the biggest thing. <clears throat> Increased um tips from 15% to 18% of the bill. Just so from three, smiling. Just from smiling. Wow. I was like, that's pretty simple. And if you can't smile in your job as a waiter, then you probably shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> you probably should, be, you should yeah. be a coder. You should not be working with the public. Right. <laughs> um, this one was interesting. Employ the power of touch. Mm. So in a study conducted at two restaurants in Oxford, Mississippi, customers left a 12% tip when they were not touched, a 14% tip if they were touched once on the shoulder, for about half a second uh -huh. and 17% tip if they were touched twice on the hand for about half a second each time. Wow. That's, That's interesting. Right. What if they were called hun? <laughs> Sweetie pie. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it was Oxford, Mississippi. So. <laughs> um, and let's see, uh, customers who were briefly touched on the arm by the waitress when she took their order were two and a half times more likely to leave a tip. Hmm. Interesting. Casual touch increases the tips of both male and female service and often goes unnoticed. Wow. Uh, obviously it can't linger too long, right? Mm. Just got to be a quick, you know, kind of. Sure. Tap. Yeah, exactly. Can't be want to make it uncomfortable. Just right. quick. Um, another one was says presentation is everything. Um, Male patrons gave between 14.6 and 26.1% more mm -hmm. to waitresses who wore red. Wow. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, obviously a lot of places have, have, uh, you know, uniforms, so you couldn't, you couldn't mm -hmm. do that, but yeah, it could even be something as simple as red lipstick yeah, um, or some type of red or hair ornamentation such as a flower a bow red nails like that yeah. yeah red nails anything like that yeah this one makes a lot of sense to me um people uh so repeating the order once they take the order yes is that big for you like that's yeah that's important to me like it makes me feel better when they repeat the order yes especially the ones that don't use paper to write anything down because mm -hmm. they think they're being cool. Like it's, I don't know what this thing is with restaurants. They're like, Oh, we're just going to memorize your order. Like we're not right. going to write anything down. Yeah. That actually makes me feel very uncomfortable. Yep. You yeah. Know, like, Cause I, I feel like something's going to get left out along the way. I know. Right. Um, especially <clears throat> if you're with anybody that has a special order. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
and they change their mind like three times. You're like, oh my God, they're going to mess up everything. <laughs> um, so when the waitress indicated that she understood the order and said something like coming up, she was tipped 52% of the time. But when she repeated the order, 78% mm. of her customers tipped. And Why the average, is that? And the average tip was double. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm curious what your thought on that is because... I mean, I've heard this before, so I think it's just like, like I was just saying, it reduces the anxiety, so you're just happier. I mean, yeah, I, I think that's yep. really the core of what's going on. I think there's some mirroring too going on, don't you think? I mean, like that mirroring effect, yeah. Where you you're just you're, you know, that plays such an uh, an important part in, you know, where you're mimicking what other people are doing. So, I, you know, it's it's very persuasive and it works in negotiation and yeah. In yeah, if you're having settings. a sales conversation, you repeat their answer. That's right. It shows you're listening. It shows, it shows you're listening. That's the important thing. It shows yeah. that you actually are listening to what they're saying and not say, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which, which creates in me, you mm -hmm. know, as the person talking, it, it creates, it lowers my anxiety. Right. Like I don't have to think about, oh, is this going to be correct? Right. I can go on with my conversation. Like it just makes everything just, mm -hmm. I think, more calm. Yeah. So another one, uh, real quick is give compliments. So mm. even something as simple as that's a good choice, increase tips by 2%. Yeah. So that makes me wonder, like, I know we're not doing tips, like if you're doing online marketing or things like that, but if you were to say, you know, you know, on the thank you page, like, Oh, great choice. Yeah. Things like that. It's going to, mm -hmm. it's going to just foster this sense of, <clears throat> rapport and empathy and things like that. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. Yeah. How many times have you heard a, um, a server when they take your order say, Oh, that's a great choice. Not very often. <laughs> it, well, yeah, I know. And it, it, you're right. It's not very often, but when you hear it, yeah, you're like, oh, it, may, it, it reinforces, it really makes you think, Oh, I made the right choice. And, I think it goes back to that anxiety thing and it, mm -hmm. it just makes you feel safe, right? It's like, oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Like, I love it when somebody says, oh, that, that's a great choice. Everybody loves that one. It's yeah. like, oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I made the, oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't pick a doozy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or that's one of my favorites. Uh, I mean. And this wasn't on there, but one of the, my favorite things from a server, and I, I usually test this everywhere I go. Mm -hmm. I'll ask them for their recommendation. Yeah. And if they give me like one recommendation, they're like, oh, this is the best thing on the menu. Sure. And they stop. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I like that. I like that's your... right. <laughs> but if they go, well, this is really good. And this so is this. Yeah, they give you and then this and then this. I'm like, it doesn't, help. doesn't help. <laughs> it doesn't help at all. <laughs> and now I think yeah. you're just being nice, right? Which right. does not uh, right. me. So this one, talking about infotainment earlier. So this one was really interesting. Be entertaining. Mm -hmm. Yes. So a French study found that giving customers a card with a joke on it almost doubled the number of people who left a tip and increased the average size of each tip from 16 to 23%. Wow. Um, in New Jersey, a waitress gave half of her customers a card that read, finished files are the result of years of scientific study combined with the experience of many years. And ask them to count the number of F's. Mm -hmm. 
So it's kind of like a word, you know, word puzzle type thing. Yeah. These customers were surprised to find out the correct number of Fs was six and gave the waitress a bigger tip than those who did not read the card. So just being entertained increased the size of the tip. That's great. I've always, I mean, I thought like, love to be entertained, man. If I was going to be a server <laughs> in today's world, I would have a magic trick. Like I'd have a mm-hmm. go-to magic trick that I do every table. Yep. You know, something entertaining, something that gets people talking. Um, I think that would be fun to do at every, every table. I think of uh, uh, the movie. Remember the movie cocktail from the, uh, Oh yeah. With Tom Cruise. Like yeah. that was I'm his gonna, thing. I'm going to be he singing wasn't that just a song bartender. the rest of the day now. <laughs> gonna be stuck in my head <laughs> you know he's flipping he's entertaining he's yeah. you know people loved him they gravitated towards him you know he was like the bartender because yep uh he was entertaining his patrons not just uh serving them a drink you know he's yeah. flipping bottles and so yeah it's great lessons from that that movie so here's a couple more then we'll finish up so uh number eight was sell 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 Mm. So obviously the net, you know, if you sell the, the bill gets bigger, right? So yeah. no matter. Um, but by suggesting dessert and dinner drinks, things like that, mm-hmm. um, it can, it can increase the, you know, the bill by like up to, you know, 20, oh, yeah. 30, 20 or 30%. I've, I've often said like, if people would just, instead of saying, do you want dessert? Mm-hmm. This reminds me of, uh, Elmer Wheeler's tested sentences that sell. Mm-hmm which is a great classic direct response book. Yeah. Um, instead of saying, would you like dessert? Which a lot of people are going to say no to, right? Because they're full. Absolutely. Yeah. Dessert sounds, to, yeah. If you just put money. it like that. But if I say, hey, would you like your dessert here or to go? Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like an either or choice, not a <laughs> whether or not you're going right. to do a choice, right? Right. And a lot of people don't even think about taking it to go. So if mm-hmm. you offer them, Hey, would you like your dessert here to go? I can box it up, you know. Yeah. Uh, so you can have it, enjoy it later while you're, yep. you know, watching Netflix. Yep. Be like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Or if they sure. describe it, would you? I mean, here's you know, they tell yeah. you instead of saying dessert. Yeah, bring like, out the dessert tray. They bring out the dessert tray. That's what the high end restaurants do, right? Yeah. They're like, yeah. Have you seen our desserts? Have like, it's one thing to say desserts. it's it's kind of like um, the difference between saying no to somebody on the phone and saying no to sure. somebody in person. Yep. Right. It's harder in person than it is on the phone or by email. Or mm-hmm. So if you bring the dessert tray out, yeah, it's like, Oh, which one of these would you like this evening? Yeah. So I like all of them, man. I tell you, and it's, it's, I tell you one restaurant, there's one restaurant and it's over in the Nashville area. It's called, it's, I'm going to give them a plug here. All right. It's a restaurant called J Alexander's but they have the most, and I don't even like, I'm not a fan of carrot cake, but this is like the most amazing carrot cake I've ever had. Yeah. But they will tell, they will like, they won't just say at the end of a meal, they won't just come to you and say, would you like dessert? Yeah. They, they know their carrot cake is, you know, phenomenal, the best. And, And, you know, they're automatically priming you with, I'll bet you might like a piece of our world famous carrot cake, (laughs) you know, and, uh, you know, it's hard to resist. I mean, the way they, they frame it, you know, you're not going to leave without a a slice of our, our, 
our famous carrot cake. And I mean, they, it is the best it's renowned. So well, I think what, you know, what else you can do is you can, you know, like you do in sales, right. You can start planting seeds earlier. That's right. right. For dessert. It's like, mm-hmm. even when you're taking the drink orders and appetizers, you'd be like, yeah. you know, Hey, psst. <laughs> remind me to tell you about our new dessert special. That's right. You know, yeah. You're, you're going to love this one mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, something like to drop a little hints and yeah. get people thinking about it. Yeah. You know, then when you come around and say, Hey, remember that dessert I told you about, you can get it here or you can get it to go, which would you prefer? Yep. And they're like, Oh, I didn't think yeah. about getting it you've been go. priming them a whole, the whole way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, all right. So another big one was a garnished check. So basically leaving, um, some type of note on the check mm-hmm. actually yep. increased the percentage of people leaving a tip from 21 to 38% and saw the yeah. average tip rise by 7%. Mm, interesting. So it's, um, so smiley faces worked for women that did not work <clears throat> for men. It actually backfired for men. They got lower tips. If really? Men, men did if a waiter. <laughs> yeah. Did, I guess they're all servers now, but like, you know, if the male servers, did a smiley face. They got a lower tip. It makes they, sense. They could do stuff like us. Um, this is very interesting. They could do, um, stuff like the weather is supposed to be really good tomorrow. I hope you enjoy your day. Yeah. That worked for men. Also like pictures of a sun as opposed to a smiley face worked for yeah. men. Yeah. But smiley face did not work for men. No. Very interesting. No. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Yep. Um, uh, last two real quick, um, call a customer by name when you, when you bring in their check or the final yeah. check, because once you get their credit card, you can read their name. And so when you come back to the table, you say, mm-hmm. Hey, Mr. Taylor, really appreciate taking care of you. Really enjoyed taking care of yep. you tonight. Hope you have a great evening. Um, if there's anything else that you need, let me know. Right? Yeah. So just sure. saying your name at that. And I've always wondered why, because everybody uses a card now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, why people don't use that. Cause why people don't use that more often. That's, that's the most important, you know, word to that person is their own name. Why aren't you taking that from the credit card and, yeah. And using that at the very end. Yeah, exactly. And then the last thing was dinner after dinner candy. Mm. So this is the reciprocity principles, which we've talked about plenty of times. Um, but it, it was one of the ways to, Especially if you offered more candy. I don't understand why more like high-end restaurants don't do this. I don't see it a lot at high-end restaurants. Where I do see it, it is restaurants like the Olive Garden, which is not, yes. I wouldn't consider the Olive Garden a really high-end, but they always leave those chocolate mints. They do the Andy's mints, yeah. Yeah, the little Andy's mints. They the give Gondolier, you like which is kind of a local yep. chain where you are. Yeah. The Gondolier does that too. I think they That's do right. the Andy's mints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody loves them. And yes. when you get like enough for two for each person. Yeah. Oh man, you're, you're, <laughs> that tip's going up. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's a bonus, man. I don't I mean, need if dessert, I was a server right? these days. Yeah. I would have my own stash somewhere. I would too. I would too. Yeah, Even if there wasn't restaurant policy, I mean, I would get like, hey, I'm just going to hand these out. Yeah. For sure. You know, Dum Dums. Mm hmm. You know, Hershey's kisses, whatever, yeah, something, you know. you know, Tootsie Rolls, whatever. Yeah. It almost doesn't matter what it is. It's right. just the fact that you, that you give them that mm-hmm. it's like reciprocity. And then people, yeah. you know, um, and they showed a couple of different ways, but pretty much any, any time you gave candy, 
at the yeah. end of the meal at, at English mm -hmm. Tips. Yeah, so it makes you wonder, like, how could you apply this to online businesses? How could you apply this to, like, you what you do, Jonathan, with in-person mm -hmm. sales? Like, right. obviously, in-person sales we've known for years. You know, taking donuts or taking yeah stuff like that to it the, works to the meeting. Like, mm -hmm. It works, right? It, it works so well, in fact, that most HR company, most HR departments have put rules into place that you can't give gifts to some of these companies. Oh, I know. I, I, I've had conversation with many people over the years of, yeah, I can't accept that, you know? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> but there's always rules around those. <laughs> yeah. Most times you can take them to lunch still. That's right. Yeah. Um, but I think they were trying to cut down on the, like the big trips and things like yeah. that, what people were offering. So. I used to give like, um, and I still do like around Christmas time, like a ton of gift cards. Like I I'm huge on, um, you know, you typically giving gift cards, like, um, what is the, the, uh, Omaha steaks. I love Omaha steaks. Oh yeah. Like giving those at the end of the year. Um, but yeah, some people, some purchasing people will respond when I send those, Hey, I'm not able to accept this. And, uh, typically, you know, once I learn that from them, my way around that is next time around, you know, I'll send them a <clears throat> restaurant gift card. And if they, I still do it, but it's a restaurant, it's a, it's, you know, a restaurant gift card. They say, Hey, I told you I can't do this. I'm like, Hey, save it for when we go out to dinner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you can still use it. So it's still, you still get that effect and they're like, okay, whatever, you know? So yeah. it's, it's like finding a way around the, the rule. So, yeah. Yeah. So think, be thinking about like, and you know, a lot of this stuff is like in the process of the transaction. I know like online, it's harder yeah. to do some of this stuff, right? But you can certainly do something in the follow-up, mm -hmm. right? That will give a similar effect because it'll help increase longer term lifetime yeah. value. Mm -hmm. so even though you can't do it at point of sale, you can certainly do it after the sale. You know, if, if somebody, especially if you're the brand, like a $2,000 course or something like that yeah, online, for sure. Send a little goodie packet, you know, and it says, yeah. Hey, like this would be a, this would be a great idea. Right. So take, yeah. let's say somebody buys a course, right? Usually when you buy a $2,000 course, there's hours of video to watch. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not, have both bought those courses. Mm -hmm. What if you sent like a gift basket of candy and popcorn, big and time, that kind yeah. of stuff, and said, "Hey, saw you just signed up. I know there's a lot of videos to get through. Here's some snacks to help you, mm -hmm. help you while yep. you're watching the videos. Yep. Like that would be nobody has ever done that for any of the programs I've been. Mm -hmm. Yep. And can you imagine if that showed up at your door right, you know, three days after you bought a, a course, because they they got your They've got your address. They've got your, you know, all the, cause you fill out your address usually when you do those mm -hmm. kind of, that type of course, um, like that would be a huge, like, I'd be like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I did have one person that when I signed up for like a five day challenge and I, I upgraded to VIP, I got a basket of stuff in the mail. It's like, Hey, when we do our five day challenge, here's your, um, here's your popcorn. Here's your, I forgot what else they sent a couple like um, so smart, yeah. A couple other things that you could use to interact. They sent mm -hmm. these, they sent like these emojis on a stick that you could hold <laughs> up to the screen, yeah. While you're on the live stream, right? Uh, and I've used those like 
on all kinds of calls since then. Sure. Yeah. Um, so little things like that. I mean, it costs you an extra five or 10 bucks, mm -hmm. you know, per person, but the, the impression it leaves is priceless. It is. It is. I mean, and it doesn't have to be super expensive. I mean, it's no. just well, if you're small buying little tokens. Bulk, yeah. You know, and out of a $2,000 sale where you have 80% profit margins, mm -hmm. when the rest of the world is dealing with 20 or 30% profit margins, yep. I mean, why not take an extra 5% of that sale? Yeah and put it back into your customer. Right. You know, cause they're going to remember that and they're going to upgrade to the next package. Mm -hmm. Yep. That you have available. <clears throat> so this company, uh, Sweetwater, where I <clears throat> order a lot of the audio gear for podcasting, mm -hmm. you know, every time they send out a piece of equipment, you know, whether it's this roadcaster that I'm using now or, you know, anything else that I would order from them, they would always, you know, every time you'd order, without hesitation, you open the box and there's, you know, they've got some candy mints or whatever in there, yeah. you know, with a little, you know, obviously a little note, yeah. you know, a, a, you know, a little symbol of appreciation that goes a long way, man. I mean, super long way. Yeah. So like, many companies just don't even bother. They just package send, package send. Well, yeah. It's like, yeah, find something that you can drop in there, whether it's, and, and something that's not self-promotional, like the stickers are cool. Yeah. But I know you're promoting your, your brand. You of want course. me to stick it on my car or on my yeah. thermos or my, my laptop mm -hmm. or something. Right. But when you give me like candy or you yeah. give me, obviously you're probably not going to do that for somebody that's ordering carnivore from, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. Appropriate to, to the niche. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that, that doesn't, it's not obviously promotional for them. It's just purely value to you or enjoyment yeah. to you. Right. That's the, that's the secret. Mm -hmm. I, even though I like the stickers and stuff, like after like three orders, especially if I'm on a subscription, I don't need another sticker from you. Right. Yeah, exactly. But if yeah. you give me, where a, am I going to put this? <laughs> yeah. Like, but if you give me maybe a, even something as simple as a pen, you know, mm -hmm. everybody loses pens. Right. Um, or, or just a handwritten note, you know, yeah, um, uh, and like in a, in its own separate little envelope, like a handwritten card yeah, that's stuck in there. Cause that's what the guys from, uh, I remember the guys from Murdy creative, the guys that do the leather, uh, yeah. little folders for presentation. Yeah. You know, every order that you make, I mean, it's, it's like a, maybe a hundred dollar order for a leather, like one of these leather folders that's got your logo, yeah, you know, and etched into it. And you're using that for a presentation, but they'll send a, um, every time a card with a handwritten note, like yeah, road ID does that handwritten yep, note exactly. thing, you know, when you, when you, now obviously you don't buy that very often, but right. there's gotta be something that you can put in when people buy your course, buy your service, yes. right. You know, take, especially for these more expensive services. I mean, you're talking about 1% or less of the sale. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a huge expense. No, doesn't. It just needs to be intentional and thought mm -hmm. out. Um, yeah, thought out, inexpensive. I mean, we've talked about the the old Rubik's cubes. You know, something cheap that you can pick up a Dollar General with a, yeah. a creative, you know, message. Thing you can go to Alibaba, and yeah. I mean, there's tons of places you can find some something. Absolutely. And like, fall its fails, do some candy. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody like, except maybe you're super vegan or. <laughs> carnivore crowd or something like that but for most people candy's gonna do the trick candy yes absolutely candy works every time and if they're not a, if they're if they're dying send them, send them, 
Yeah. I mean, you buy a massive bag of Tootsie Rolls for nothing. Right. That's right. Comparatively speaking. So, yeah. All right, man. Well, that's good. Uh, some good stuff there. We'll, we'll dive in maybe next episode to creating authority and dynamic personality. Personality. Yeah. There's some really good takeaways. Again, uh, that book is infotainment, which I got to say the, the marketing of a book, if you're going to be marketing a book, yeah, make it stand out. I mean, that's, that's pretty awesome, isn't it? Yeah. That's a cool book. Yeah. Make the cover stand out, be creative, be, uh, be different, a little bit different. You know, yeah, we should pull is, up that sales letter too. Next week. Yeah, I'm going to send that over to you because it definitely pulled my attention. And this is not a cheap book either. I mean, it was. Oh, not if it's been settled. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's not doing a 29.95 book. No, these aren't these aren't inexpensive. I mean, some of this stuff's on Amazon, but those are lead magnets into you yeah. know, just getting on his. But did list. he put candy in it? No. He did not put a thing. It was sent via. It was sent via FedEx. But nice FedEx stuff. envelope, nothing else in it though. So uh, see, he missed a chance. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Nice but right, he man. is the soup Nazi. I will call him the soup Nazi of uh, of email marketing yes. till the day I die. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, good show. Thanks uh, to all of our listeners for watching. You can uh, find us over at persuasionbythepint.com. You can find us on all of your podcast platforms, Stitcher Radio, iHeart, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite podcast we're there and sean it's been fun we'll see you all next week see ya